0: Hey, 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 everybody. I'm thrilled to welcome our guest today, a great friend of mine for over 15 years, award-winning actress, Jen Gotson Chandler. She is currently in over 25 films and they're available on Amazon Prime. Her passion is to inspire and to impact others as a public speaker, a producer, actress, and entrepreneur. She's also the wife of fellow actor Jim Chandler with exciting news that they're expecting their very first baby. It's so good to have you on the show today, Jen. How are you? Yay!
1: Hi, you are super dolled up and lovely.
0: How are you feeling? You're doing good?
1: I am. I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good.
0: Today we're going to talk about beauty. Every woman at every age has at some point struggled with finding themselves beautiful. Yes. And so we're going to talk about who calls me beautiful And God's definition of beauty is not what the world's definition is. But far too often, we look to the world as a standard for beauty. And if we look like that, if we have our hair like that, if we lose weight, if we do so many multiple things, if we wear these clothes, if we do this, then we'll be beautiful, right? Yes. But when we look into the Bible as a definition of beauty, every single woman that was considered beautiful was defined by her character. It had nothing to do with physical appearance. In fact, the Bible says that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, right? In Proverbs. But a woman that fears the Lord is to be praised. Amen. As an actress for over 20 years in Hollywood to New York, you know of the pressures and the demands to look perfect. Yes, yes. We as women are saturated with TV and magazines and movies. They try to convince us of the standard of beauty. Yes, do you remember when he started believing the lie that if you're beautiful, then you're worthy? Hey,
1: <laughs> I remember when it's so funny. It's like you just pop into my head, do 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 so, Literally, I believe it was when I was around 12 years old, Mm -hmm. I remember looking at magazines. I was looking actually at JCPenney's because JCPenney's had this ad saying that they were looking for models and I was looking um, through their catalog and because I was looking at magazines a lot at the time, I was thinking I needed to look like the models that look on those magazines and then I wanted to be a model, an actual model for JCPenney's. But inside of me, it was really that I was searching deeply for love. I was searching to be appreciated and um, just admired. And so it got twisted in my brain that if I could be a model, then I would, be, I would be loved. And so that lie entered in when I was around 12. And then it just continued to be a part of my being thinking this is normal. So when I got a little bit older, I remember looking up to certain celebrities and I would have their photo on my wall and be like, okay, if I could just look like Jenny Garth, who was from 90210.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know 90210. That was the show back then. <laughs> that is the, the first nine hundred two one zero. I'm yeah. talking about, not the second one. This is the first generation yeah. go around. Oh no, the second one is not the same. They always no. try to do things over. You know, it's not the same. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: And so, so I had this beautiful picture of Jenny Garth up, and every day going to before going to school, I would take my mascara, my makeup, my contour, uh, my lipstick, um, my brush, and I would literally model what I saw on her face onto my face, thinking, okay, if I could look like Jenny Garth because I think she's beautiful, then I'm going to be beautiful and then people will love me. And my value is really based on my physical. That was a a continued to just perpetuate. And then um, as an actor, because then I started working professionally as an actor. Um, and then my career really took off in 2010. Um, 2008, I was in an Oscar-nominated film, Frost Nixon, as President Nixon's daughter, Trisha, And then that launched me into a platform where I was then the lead of, right now, I think it's over 25 feature films that they're all on Amazon. Yay, Amazon. Yay, bro! so proud of you, friend. <laughs> Yay, thank you. I'm proud of Jesus because God is the yeah. only one who orchestrated each one of those jobs. And I love a wow. little
0: side note. I love that you only do movies that um, have some type of moral outcome or gl- you know, glorify God in some way. You're very, very careful. You don't just select any movie. And I really look up to you for that, that you are set apart in that industry.
1: Thank you. I really do. I look at if a character is a very demonstrative person going through pain and horrific circumstances, that character needs to have redemption or that character needs to have serious consequence. So an audience is being entertained, being educated, and then they walk away going, I'm not glamorizing uh, a lifestyle that shouldn't be glamorized. Right. And so I always look at films that can inspire and impact lives. Yeah. and so I've done a whole range from the movie Doonby where I played an alcoholic to My Daddy's in Heaven where it's a true story and it was a woman who abandoned her faith in her family. Yes. I
0: love that one. Yeah.
1: It's, it's oh my gosh, The Nasters. That was a
0: good movie. Yeah. You did such a great job. Yeah. I was um, like, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, you only do family friendly movies. I really appreciate that. It's just like I know that I'm gonna get that from you. I don't, I don't ever think like you're gonna compromise with one movie and then kind of come back to family friendly. Like you stay in your lane of family friendly, and I really admire that. And it gives it something constant about you. Just the way you live your life outside, you know, behind the screen is just so real and genuine. It, it you really are that person outside of Oh my gosh, my heart just is so full of joy. Thank Thank you so much. What it's a, true, it's all from the heart. But a sweet kind word.
1: What a sweet kind word. I love it. Thank you so much. It inspires my heart because those are the callings that God placed on me and I've been trying to be obedient with those callings. As um where I'm at right now in my journey, so back in 2014, I went through a very painful. A relationship that ended, and through that relationship, that lie that I believed when I was a child, really became really big. Um, I thought that relationship ended because I wasn't pretty enough, and my body wasn't fit enough, um, and that was a, a complete lie. But I, but I believed that lie, and that I remember going into a fast and then going into a time of deep time of prayer and counsel. And through that time, I started to recognize that it's a lie that I believed, and that lie entered in when I was younger.
0: Mm.
1: And then I started to talk with psychologists and pastors and therapists, and I started to discover that, that 90% of women starting, this is going to blow your mind, around age six believe this lie, that if they're beautiful by society's standard of beauty, then they will feel worthy and then they will feel loved. So the ultimate thing that us women are looking for is to be loved. And so I talked with these psychologists and pastors, and I wanted to create a pathway to be able to help redeem, renew, overcome these lies. And um, we put together wonderful um, affirmations that are based on the Bible. So when you have in your mind the lie that hits, that it's subconscious, you overcome that lie by saying these biblical-based affirmations, and you start to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, like it tells us in Romans. And this is so effective. We did test groups after test groups with youth groups to adults of all ages from the young to the mature. And we've been seeing dramatic results of people being um, free and having tools to overcome these lies that they deal with on a daily basis. So if I'm pleasing Jesus, I am free. If I'm pleasing man, man will fail me. And so it's, again, it's a paradigm shift of taking your focus from man over to Jesus. And if you don't know who Jesus is, the Bible is a really good place to start. It
0: kind of reminds me of something that God actually just spoke to me. You can only please man or me. You cannot please both.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Part of us as humans we kind of want to do both. We want man to be happy and we want God to be happy. Everybody likes us. Everybody's happy, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a true thing that we struggle with. Right. But the thing is is we can't be wrapped up in people's approval ratings right. of us. And it's so hard as an actor, you do a performance and then you get reviews and you're just like, "Oh, And I remember a long time ago, um, Jesus gave me this image. He said, I want you, every review you get, positive or negative, I do not want you to take it to your heart. I want you to hold it in front of you and I want you to give it back to me as a praise. If it's a positive, I want you to give it back to me as a praise, praising me because I gave you that gift and I work through you. To do that performance. And if it's negative, I want you to praise me with it because you're going to learn and grow in that critique on how to become better and more efficient with the tools that I've given you. And doing that helped me block my heart from being hurt and taking everything to, to the, the inner core of my my soul. Right. Where so many of us we believe the slide that happens when we're really young. And um, and so after being compelled to learn a pathway to be able to overcome the sly myself, I then wanted to help every woman, every teen, every youngster, every uh, mature woman, however I can. Right. And um, and through this biblical pathway, because we've seen such dramatic results, it's it's exciting. It's so exciting. And so, I remember being on a red carpet. I think it was a year ago, and I've already learned all of these principles, been putting them into practice, been doing research groups. It's in me, but I was still on a red carpet, and I'm like, oh, I feel like a hot mess. Um, I don't know how to style myself, so I'm I need a stylist and I need wardrobe pulled to do red carpet events. And so, this event I didn't have it came up last minute, and so I really was insecure. OK, going on. So I'm in the red carpet and they're doing the photos, and I'm feeling insecure. And then the Holy Spirit, God's voice, hit me in my chest like a, <laughs> like a two-by-four saying, "Who do you say, Who do I say you are?" Amen. And, and then the Lord said to me, "I want you to say your biblical affirmations." And literally, Leah, this was amazing. So in my heart, in my mind, not out loud, but in my mind, I start renewing my mind on the red carpet and I start saying, I am valuable. And this is what's written on our charm bracelet. I am valuable. I am a magnificent masterpiece. I am beautiful. I am made by God. My body and soul are marvelously made And by the time I got to my body and soul are marvelously made, soul transformed and you could literally see the cadence, the face, the body change so dramatically that the photographers called me back to do more pictures because they saw a radiance and a change over me. Um, My confidence all of a sudden was stronger. My self-esteem was stronger. The insecurity was out the window and I felt confident in my skin. Now, how did that happen? I renewed my mind with biblical affirmation, but those principles were things that I believe about myself. And so every every principle that I speak on, it spoke life into me. And so um, I think that's a really cool testimony for anyone who is going out and Psalm 139.14. Now we know Psalm 139.14 is, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, What I like is the message translation because it makes it physical to take this scripture verse and apply it. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. So when we think of our body, we think of our body and we look in the mirror So many of us struggle with body image. And the truth of the matter is God created your soul and he says your body and your soul are marvelously made. That is truth, that is scripture. And so when you're feeling the insecurity or you put your clothing on and it's too tight or whatever it is that you struggle with, maybe you're looking in the mirror and um, you have acne or maybe you don't like a feature, or maybe you're having a bad makeup day, or maybe you just don't like to wear makeup and someone made a negative comment to you and you struggle with that negative comment. I want you to fight that and say, body and soul, I am marvelously made because that's the truth from the gospel. That's the truth from the Bible. That is what God has told you. And if you could start to believe that truth, that truth is in Jesus and that should cut that lie. So when that lie comes up, you overcome that lie by replacing it with his truth. And I guarantee you, you will start to experience freedom. It's not going to happen overnight. You need to develop a habit. Mm -hmm. A habit takes over 2000 times of doing the same thing over and over and over 2000 times. Mm -hmm. That will develop a mental habit for you to be able to overcome that lie. And you do it all across your body. Now, the other ones on the charm bracelet is I am valuable. I am valuable. Jesus says that you're valuable. Another one is magnificent masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. We are his handiwork. Another one is we are beautiful. We're made by God. These are truths. So if you can embrace your entire mind around these truths, you will start to transform yourself out of the painful place that we live, but nobody talks about. Mm -hmm. It's in a quiet place that 90% of women struggle with. Wow, God's grace, I don't struggle with this anymore, except when I'm doing things in the public eye, like if I'm in in the public eye, public speaking, or if I'm doing a news show. Um, then the images, the, the lies come back into me, and I feel like I need to be camera ready and and have my perfect hair and perfect makeup and perfect outfit.
0: It's when you're in the environment where everybody else is living that lie, then it kind of triggers you, right? Yeah, that's that's
1: a really good revelation. That really is. And I've also been in rooms where I've heard people judge other people when they see them on TV. Oh, what is she wearing? Oh my gosh, look at that horrible hairstyle. And I think that gets into my head as well when I do public appearances Um, because I feel like I need to be up to society's norm. So that's an area that I'm still growing in and working on to be confident in who I am in Christ in it.
0: Of course. Yeah, we all are. You know, firsthand the expectations in your industry, you know, in Hollywood, the media magazines. So what helps you define beauty when you're in that atmosphere, when you're in that environment?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. of trying to have the perfect hair, perfect skin, perfect makeup, perfect outfit, perfect body. So, what is perfect? A lot of times people look to I, I don't know about people, but I looked I looked to magazines saying I need to look like that. So it's it becomes a modeling after. But that's that's a lie. Okay? So, what is beauty? This is really cool. If you could be properly groomed, and have healthy hair, healthy skin, a healthy body. I think that is a good thing that we can strive to, um, but we don't need to put our identity into that. Right. Um, the, but what I'm about to share is something that I've seen over and over and over again, and it is it's fabulous and it has helped me so much. The glow of joy And peace and confidence, these inner qualities, when they come out of you and come out of your skin and come out of your body and come out of your face and come out of your eyes, there is something that is so captivating and so beautiful about those attributes. And how do you get those attributes? There's a lot of ways that we could talk about getting those attributes, but I want to tell a story. One of my friends had a complete facial disfiguration due to a horrific accident that she went through. I was in a room and many rooms I was in, I would see men gravitating to her. And I'm like, because and she doesn't wear makeup. She dresses like a, um, uh, very, very meek. Um, she's not glamorous. She's the opposite of glamorous, So by world standards of what I was just we look up to, she's the opposite of, and I saw men gravitate towards her. And then God spoke to my heart. He goes, "They're gravitating towards the joy of my spirit and the confidence that I radiate out of her, and she's loving those around her, and she's being so joyful and giving and serving those around her that she is radiant." And I just watched her behavior over and over and over again. And what you noticed, you never saw any of this disfiguration that was on her body from her accident. You just saw this glow. So I've taken that when I'm at events and realizing if I don't feel comfortable with the way that I'm properly groomed, I remember, wait a second, that doesn't matter. The joy of Jesus, serving others, loving others, putting my focus on other people. What are the gifts that I have that I can and serve others with. And encouragement is one of my gifts. So it's like, however I can be of encouragement as I meet someone and love on them and just pour into them and listen to who they are, um, the overflowing of joy just comes radiant out of me. I also pray and I ask God for the fruit of the spirit. Jesus, can you please give me your joy, your astounding joy, a peace that surpasses understanding? Father, just move through me through your radiance. And I pray specifically for those attributes. And those attributes start to come off of me. And that, I think, is what should be the standard of what beauty is identified by all.
0: The truth is, Jesus is so attractive. You know, I have women that are like, 20 years younger than me, they asked me for skincare tips and things like that. And they, they mention my appearance, but the truth is I tell them it's Jesus serum <laughs> because <laughs> the joy of the Lord. And like you said, when, when you shine and reflect him, and he comes forth, that's more attractive than the perfect makeup, the perfect sunblock, the perfect face cream. The, you know, girls are in their 20s now getting Botox. Yeah, like your face hasn't even developed yet, and you're already freezing nerves. Like, that's a whole nother topic, but just chasing beauty at 20 years old when your skin looks the best it ever looked. Can I go back to 20 year old skin? Just tell me, you know, <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you know, um, I'm not passing judgment on anybody, whatever right, you right.
1: choose to do. But I think what we need to get to the core of our soul, our our value is based not on if we have the perfect skin, our value is based on how Jesus loves us and his love for us is so wide, so long, so high, and so deep. And if we could really make that transition and that paradigm shift into that love, there's freedom there. And that freedom is full, but it takes a lot of work to get there emotionally, spiritually, prayerfully, um, and therapy wise to really get to that core place where you could find freedom in it.
0: And it's true, the more you captivate your thoughts. Mm. It's the topic that I'm very, very passionate about, actually, is captivating your thoughts. Kind of around the same line of, you know, casting off the lies, like you were saying. Yes. 2 Corinthians 10.5 is one of the most powerful verses, one of my life verses. And it talks about coming against every pretension and breaking off anything that's not God's truth, right? The enemy really targets your mind and your identity through your mind and you believing lies. That's what Mm -hmm. he wants because he knows if you really start to believe lies, like like you said, it takes 2,000 repetitive actions to actually cancel something and believe a new truth. Right. Yeah. And so when you don't captivate your thoughts, then you're believing maybe something from childhood, what your mom or your dad or a family member or kids at school told you you were, and you're believing that. And you could be in your forties, fifties, and you're still believing something that someone told you in sixth grade. Right. Right. And so really God has to do a whole recaptivation of your mind and you have to, you almost have to fight for that freedom because the enemy, as soon as you think you're free of a thought, then the enemy will bring it back, right? Like it's something that you have to do intentionally every day. So for me, even if I'm not dealing with a negative thought, I captivate my thoughts every morning. It's almost like being proactive, you know so he he knows his role he knows his place right Yes. so it's really true and there's nothing you know um, no judgment toward people that do get plastic surgery and things like that but the truth is the more that you really believe you are who God says you are and you are beautiful to him and he heals all those crevices all those childhood issues all those pains and hurts from a lifetime of negativity the more you become whole and healed and free the less that you crave what the world considers as beauty. Amen. Girlfriend preaching. That was so well said. That was so well said. That was so good. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that I think like I'm perfect and there's not stuff I wish I could fix about myself, but it's key that we find our identity in Christ. Jen, I would love for you to share with us about your beauty campaign that includes your jewelry, your book, The Divine Beauty, that's going to actually come out. It hasn't been released yet. And the Farmer and the Bell movie. If you would tell us how you're helping girls find their self-worth based on biblical truths.
1: What we've created have been a series of products. We actually have four products. One is a movie called The Farmer and the Bell, Saving Santa Land. And... In that movie, we showcase three products. The main storyline follows a little girl who gets given this bracelet that's got five charms on it. It's this heirloom from Grammy. And Grammy says, I want you to know that beauty is on the inside. And she touches her heart and says, I want you to read these charms and know that this is your value. You're valuable because of who God created you to be. And at that turn of this movie, she learns really where her value lies. And that's called The Farmer and the Bell Saving Santa Land. It'll come out this fall. Um, Now, in the movie, we have three products. We have the bracelet. So it has five charms. And each one of those charms speaks on your identity. So the first charm speaks on your physical appearance. The second charm speaks on the lies and how to overcome them. It's a spiritual element charm. The third charm speaks on how do we be a servant to others? And that's something that Jesus asked us to do. And we very rarely think when we use the gifts that God has given us to serve others. But when we do that with joy, that sometimes is the most beautiful and compelling attribute that elevates off a human being's cadence. And um, so we want to focus on that that tool. And then the fourth charm talks about being obedient to your calling. And that's something that is a big picture. The gifts that God has given us, we are called for destiny to be able to do those gifts. And then the charm is all about love, opening your heart. And the fifth charm literally falls into the palm of your hand where you can hold it And it's a prayer that says, Dear Jesus, help me grasp how wide, high, long, and deep is your love for me. We have a devotional book we we show, and then we read a children's storybook. And the children's storybook is really starts for age six and up. And it's called Beautiful Mabel. And it's written by Mike Norwalkie, which everyone knows Veggie Tales. He created yes. Veggie Tales. And nice. so he wrote, and he's Larry the Cucumber, he literally wrote our, our children's storybook, Beautiful Mabel. How do you get these products? Divine Beauty, Becoming Beautiful Based on God's Truth, the devotional book by Michelle Cox. She writes for Hallmark. She writes for the Hallmark devotional books for the When Calls the Heart series. It literally speaks on every single one of the scriptures on the bracelet. Like, what does it mean when it says, open my heart? What does it mean when it says being obedient to your calling. What do these things mean? And it breaks those down. And we are, I'm so excited to share this news with you. I'm so excited. So we will be, um, I can't say guaranteed yet. We are in, uh, let me just say it, QVC. QVC. Um, is interested in uh, selling our bracelet and our devotional book. And our bracelet is called the beauty bracelet and our devotional book is divine beauty and it'll be the divine beauty series. And so they, just told us yesterday that they are very interested in moving forward and carrying our product. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so excited to be able to reach 100 million households with a message of beauty of God's truth to women everywhere. You get everything on, on our website, thefarmerandthebell.net.
0: That's so exciting.
1: Just like you, Leah, you came and photographed our wedding, which appears at the end of the movie. And we're so grateful for your love. Oh. You did such beautiful photography. As we walk across the farm, I always think of your beautiful images that you captured. You have such a glorious eye. And the aesthetic of your composition and the serenity that you create in each photograph is just so captivating. It is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And every time I walk around the farm, I always see those images that you've taken in my Mm -hmm. mind's eye. You're so talented. (laughs) Thank you, friend. We were at a, um, a venue up north and um, I was looking at the photographer that they were boasting about. And I was like, this photographer got got nothing on Leah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I didn't want to be negative to who they believe is really talented, but I'm like- Thank you for the sweet words. Oh, you're so welcome. They're so truthful.
0: You and Jim had a play where you shared your testimony was it on Broadway in New York? Yes, yes. Yes, and I came and supported you, and that was spur of yes. the moment. I remember you asking me a few days before, I went to Nantucket, and I told you I, I couldn't make it, but then that trip ended up unexpectedly cutting short, and I got to come to your play and to get to witness both of you guys. I think you shared your story for the first time on stage.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's exactly what we did, Um, Jim and I, and how we met and how we came together and our ministry with our movie, The Farmer and the Bell, to be able to help uh, impact people's lives. Yes, yes, yes. It was so cool. Having it so
0: fun. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Yay! <laughs> woo-hoo, woo-hoo! Jen, if you would just end us in prayer, whatever it is that you have on your heart, yes. for all the women out there that are listening. man, I'd love to
1: pray for them.
0: So, uh, Father God, we come to
1: you, Jesus. Lord, I ask that you would be able to meet and minister into the soul of each listener right now. Father, I pray that you'd be able to allow your presence to be real. Father, a lot of times when we pray, we don't really visualize you. So Father, I ask that everyone who's listening can imagine that you are sitting right next to them. And Jesus, that you lean over and you hold their hand and you whisper in their ear, you are valuable. You, body and soul, are marvelously made. You are a magnificent masterpiece. And you are made by God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And allow those truths to wash over your soreness and cleanse as a healing balm over every piece of negative, thought life that has come upon you and repeat these truths until you start to renew your mind and believe them as reality. I pray this father for each and every listener that they would be able to look in the mirror and feel themselves the beautiful creation that you created them to be. Let them realize that being a joyful giver using the gifts that you've given them joyfully to serve others is what creates radiance and joy. And that is more attractive than looking up and trying to pretend you're something that God did not create you to be. He created you as his masterpiece. And that is truth. So be the best masterpiece that he created you to be. We pray this, Jesus, in your holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. Subscribe at leahmariecarson.com and follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Remember, life becomes clearer when we focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.